0: just like to let everybody know before we start the podcast there may be the odd swear word during fighting on the inside also some of the subjects that we cover especially those surrounding mental health some people may be affected by these conversations if you are then you can find information and help in the show notes but please other than that enjoy the show So another massive shout out to our big sponsor, Mangata. Any companies or small businesses, large businesses out there looking for payroll, look no further. With 20 years of UK and global payroll experience, you'll be incredibly good hands. They've got very competitive margins and very, very easy to set up for agencies and candidates. And once a candidate has been referred, they will be contacted within 30 minutes. You really can't ask for much more. So you know what to do. Go down to the description, click on their website to check them out. It's mangatapayuk.com. And thank you so much to Mangata for sponsoring this podcast. hello everyone and welcome to another episode of fighting on the inside as always before we begin a massive thank you to our sponsors mangata pay uk real power of one and well hydrate without these guys we couldn't do what we're doing and as you all know this podcast is non-profit and all the proceeds go to anti-knife crime charity gloves up knives down aiding them in stopping knife crime at the source in the uk and london especially so today is an exciting one one of my favorite light heavyweights here. Mr. Anthony Yard, the beast from the East. I kind of want to ask you to do a Lions in the camp, Anthony. Can oh, we... Can we... <laughs> like I was, a... was going
1: to make it authentic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, let, well, I'll see if I can get one out of you later in a, in a, you know, in a natural setting. Um, how you doing, mate? I'm fantastic, man. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Listen, I have to talk about this straight away as a fan. You just came off the back of an incredible, incredible fight against... I mean, well, another beast in the ring, um, Mr. Paterbiev. Yes. How are you feeling after that, mate? Can I get your thoughts on that fight?
1: Do you know what? I feel, I feel a lot better than people think I feel. Because mm. um, I enjoyed the fight being in there. I enjoyed watching it back um, as a boxing fan. Trying to take my emotion out of it. It was an amazing fight.
0: Had I mean, when you say take your emotion out of it, obviously losing is going to be difficult at, at any time but it, you were fighting one of the pound for pound best in there on, on many people's sort of lips for um you, he's a very very dangerous man but you you nearly had the bloke you you gave him probably his hardest fight I think I heard that he had said that to you after right you were his, his toughest fight Yeah. so there must be an immense amount of pride in that as well even even in the loss
1: you know what um, so in boxing the way I knew this before I even got into the sport not every fighter retires undefeated. Mm. So my mentality was, I'm just going to give it my all. Hopefully I'll make it to a, not hopefully, I said I'm going to make it to a, a major sp- stage. I'm going to be world champion, et cetera. But getting to the stage that i got to so far, mm. I can only be proud. I came from like nothing. I know everyone says that, it's a cliche saying, but I literally came from nothing. No boxing background, no um, you know, support in the boxing scene. I came up in a, the hard way in boxing. Um, everyone sees now the um, glitz and glamour, fighting for et etc. Mm-hmm. But they didn't see the the route I took. I didn't go to. I wasn't. I didn't come out of Team GB or anything like that. Not saying I would have went that route, but the options just wasn't there at the time. I started boxing at 19 years old, um, and I made I made the decision to train with uh, my first amateur coach named Tony Cee mm-hmm. because I'm a person that's built on relationships. Um, I could have trained with other people who were in that system. Which you could look, easily got me into Team GB because I was knocking out everyone in amateurs as well, but um I just thought my development was best with Tony Cisse. Uh Twelve amateur fights, eleven knockouts. Um, and my goal was to always be a good professional or a great professional and not a great amateur, because it's a big difference. Very different
0: games, aren't they? Big difference, yeah. Well, look, uh, I mean, I, I want to go into your your amateur career, your background, and how you got into it, but there's something you said there about. Not every fighter retires undefeated. I love talking about this because I think it's very, very interesting. And I think the the whole boxing um, atmosphere, at least the the landscape, has changed massively in modern day. People are scared to lose their own. Yeah. I personally think there's 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 a big element of boxing fans in that. There's a big element of the way fighters are hyped and put on a pedestal, and that everyone everyone wants their like promoters want their fighter to seem like they're unbeatable, to seem like the new Superman. But then also you've got the side of it where social media and fans they slate people for losing none of them had a fight in their life and they get on there and they slate people for losing so i think there's an element of that that causes fighters to 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 be scared of getting in there with the best but obviously it's something that water for ducks back to you You obviously don't listen to that kind of thing but would you agree like what's your thoughts on that now what do you think more fighters should sort of think in their pro career do you think forget about the oven
1: um not everyone's built the same Mm. um i can't compare myself to anybody because I've done it completely different Mm -hmm. but I feel like that stigma comes from caring and I feel like that's always been there so I know we we're modern we're thinking about how we do things or how we see things or the things that we hear in this day and age but I feel like it's always been like that in boxing it's like even when you're in school you know you see a fight oh you know he won he (laughs) (laughs) lost. it's always been a thing um that's why even my decision to turn professional came when I'd made up my mind that I was strong enough mentally to deal with any backlash that comes with boxing because boxing is its one of them sports where it's unforgiven. You know, they say boxing is one of the most brutal businesses in the world mm. because you've seen it time and time again. A fighter will give their life to boxing, give their life to the fans because really, truly, we fight for—we fight for ourselves as well to get um, to gain financially and to build a legacy. But we're trying to put on a show for fans and then you see it time and time again. So I call it the Anthony Joshua effect. At one point, everyone's on this, oh, we love AJ, etc. Mm. he's doing everything perfect. When he starts changing and he does something slightly wrong, you see the flip side, everyone starts turning against you. Someone like Floyd Mayover, some people hated him, some people loved him, and I feel like he he realized that game. He said, "People. some people ain't gonna like me anyway, which one am I gonna benefit from the most? So he realized that getting people to hate him projected him to the to another level. Do you think
0: after people watching him wanted to watch him lose? and that was 100%. Like, do you know what I mean? They, they, were, they were putting that money straight in his pocket effectively, 100%. weren't they?
1: But I feel like that was just the nature of it and that's always been the nature of the sport. I can give you champion after champion, Mike Tyson. Mm. When he was up and coming, you know, a young monster destruction man, there were so much people on the flip side saying, oh, but he ain't fought nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to lose eventually. And then when he was went to World Championship and he was still knocking at people, people said, oh yeah, but he went 10 rounds. He didn't knock out yeah, the guy in yeah, the first yeah, round. Mate. You can't please anyone in boxing. It's just the way the sport is.
0: It's fickle fans, and it. You're damned if you do and you're damned if yeah, you I don't. Exactly. I must say as well, it's another thing you read in comment sections. Obviously, the world is just social media takes over fucking everything nowadays, doesn't it? You're reading comment sections about, oh, like, why won't they get in that fight? Why won't really do that fight? Um, like, you should just fight anyone. I want You know, the fans are paying the money, all that stuff. And as soon as they lose, like, oh, they're finished. And you <laughs> think, well, what the fuck do you think they didn't want to get in that fight mm-hmm. in the first place? Um But, yeah, anyway, moving on. And I want to talk about, then, what you've just said there. Is it 12 amateur fights before you went pro?
1: Yes.
0: That, by anyone's standards in this sport, is, is very little experience to turn no over experience. to pro. How, how long was your amateur career in time you know um, from a time in
1: time I would I would like to say it was two years right? but um, if you go by the calendar year it was three years but I had a whole year of no one wanting to fight me yeah
0: because you are knocking everywhere. I was
1: knocking at everyone um, so the difference between England and other systems so when I went to America so we was training with like um, Devin Haney and it was just come out of the Olympics etc I watched I saw David Haney fight four times in three weeks
0: is this in the amateurs? Yeah, when the you went out gotcha, when
1: gotcha. I went out there and he was, he was still quite young, he fought four times in three weeks that I was out there. I said, Hold on, I've, I've had like 10 fights at the time, 10 amateur fights in like two years. Like, it's different. The Russians, so everyone sees me fighting these Russian guys who no one else will fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I me, mean, I don't care. I'm just like, Cool, we're going to go and have a good scrap. We're both getting paid well, or they're probably getting paid more, but we're getting paid well, and it's an opportunity. But, um, in the amateur system in england it was hard to get me fights no one would, people will agree to fight me they'll get there they'll pull, pull out, out. Yeah. <laughs> you know the system already they'll pull out yeah. um another thing that happened to me in amateurs so i won the um harringy box Cup mm-hmm. or gold medal um i won every fight by knockout as well then i went into the um under 20 fight novices so i was only like eight fights in but i had to go into the um, under 20 belts because they wouldn't accept me in the under 10 box and then um I had my first fight I knocked out the guy who won it the previous year I won't say his name um, and then the next round came and then the, they said oh we've lost your card you can't box I was devastated at the time my, my amateur coach at the time Tony lost Cicero, it as
0: in just misplaced the actual yeah, thing
1: so we can't find your card and then the guy was so rude he said no card no boxing but I said but you guys have got it no card, no box. Tell me
0: they ain't got a computer system for this kind of no thing. Card, to know no that boxing. you're a card, of,
1: Nah. Nope. And he kept repeating it every time. Every time I tried to speak, no card, oh, no boxing. Fucking. So it's like they. I'm not saying that they didn't like Tony. Tony had a very bad relationship with the amateur scene. Like everyone knows about it, <laughs> um, because he likes to do things his way. But I'm the kind of person, even though, you know, if I did go a different way, I might have went into Team GB. I said that's just not my my destiny. I'm gonna do things my way. If it's the harder way, I prefer the climb. You know, I'd rather work for something than win the lottery. That's my personality. Um and then yeah, it's been that's just been my personality. I like the climb, you know, and then when you do get the um the the, the championships and you get the the wins, it just feels that much better. So
0: there's a certain part of I guess your mentality that must be although you were knocking everyone out, it, there's a certain part of underdog mentality in there as Always. well because your, 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 your little experience in the amateurs turning over into pro you must have still felt a little bit like a fish out of water almost or people must have looked at you like this guy has not had a lot of fights like what's he doing here exactly but I mean what, what was your record again for the amateurs was it I
1: had 12 amateur fights 11 wins one loss Um, and it's all 11 by knockout all 11 by knockout but again that that loss was similar oh, it was way worse actually than um, my first fight with Lyndon Arthur I would thought. In the Linden Alpha fight I thought I'd won. Um when I watched it back I said, Yeah, that fight was rubbish. Um I know what I could have done better. I beat him in the rematch, but when I fought him the first time, I'd had like four deaths in my family from the COVID thing. Jesus Christ. And this oh. was like I fought him about f- three months later. So my head just wasn't I was going back to the wrong corner. But my mentality is you gotta to go to work. Mm. You gotta you gotta perform. No one cares about your personal life, you gotta perform. Um in the amateurs Completely different, but it was a similar kind of feeling. In that amateurs, like, when I, I gave this guy a beating, he even came in the change room afterwards and tried to give me his um, trophy, because he was like, I didn't well, win that. Well, he thought he had lost. Yeah, yeah he, said, I, he said, I didn't win that. The, no one chaired. When they gave him the decision, the crowd was like, ooh, like, no one was clapping. Wow. It was, um, I went to a home show. So you know when you go to that yeah, yeah, show yeah. sometimes. I'm, I'm just explaining for people that don't know about that. I was going <laughs> to the say, there's
0: again just for an explanation I do hear this about the amateurs people think the amateurs is much different to the pros it's different in a lot of ways but there's a lot of bad decisions going on there's a lot of home home show advantage. sort of um, advantage yeah all that sort of and stuff
1: and it's not, it's not as in a public eye so well get to, to get away with, away with it even more exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's not online it's not televised or anything like that and even if it is you've seen it time and time, time again in professional boxing the wrong decision everyone can see it but sometimes it's the the home fighter the guy that's got more to give you know can generate more money um, that's just how it is sometimes in boxing but my mentality has always been I'm going to try and destroy this guy,
0: get him out of there so talking about mentality um, Lions in the camp no, Lions we, yeah. in the camp <laughs> there we go you, do it. you do scared it. the shit out yeah, of me. <laughs> <laughs> Lions in the camp explain a little bit of that uh, where'd that come um, from when did it start
1: it just It literally it was born and bred in the gym um, is this with Tundi was it, was, it? it was it was It was Addy. So, and he's, okay, and he's yeah, like yeah. my, um, the my second lad, the, yeah. the guy that's just looks like in the turtles, <laughs> <laughs> Teenage in the turtle. Yeah. Um, and we was like, he used to like wear the body belt mm. and I used to just be hitting it, hitting it, hitting it for as long as I could or whatever. And he used to just like be shouting at random things. So I used to talk a lot as well. I used to be like, yeah, I be, uh, uh, hold on. <laughs> talking, trying to motivate myself. He would just be saying things about animals and I'm an animal person, I'm a yeah, Leo. Yeah. Um, my thing is lions. I love lions. Um, I love sharks. Anything that's dominant in the field. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. And um, I kept shouting at lions, and he was like, "We swim with the sharks. We do this with it." Just saying all this nonsense, and then um, I started shouting at lions, and he was like, um "We don't get weak. We get deep." And I was like, "Lions!" And then he kept saying it, kept saying then he was like, "Lions in the camp," and I shouted it back, and he shouted it back. We was doing it for about twenty minutes. That's these guys are making so much noise, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as long as long as you get the, the most out of that training session, yeah. that's it. And from then, it's like some people sat clapping in the gym. Uh, it was just one of their things. So the, from then, it got born.
0: It's mad, isn't it? Because it's the amount of mo- motivation you can get, even from shouting stuff like that. I mean, looking all through history, mm-hmm. even talking about battlegrounds and wars and soldiers and, exactly. and some of the chants and some of the songs and some, some of the dance. stuff. you Spartans, so exactly. <laughs> one of the most famous ones. Yeah. It works, doesn't it? It gets mm-hmm. you amped up. That's a good story. I'm glad that I know exactly where that's coming from do, and that's still around.
1: Do you know what? The, and the reason I kept saying it is because my my, my understanding is this, yeah. So you got a lion. So if you look at animals, they're the only thing that's still in their natural form. Mm. Like us, we've evolved and changed so much, but animals have been animals and lived the way they live in their own fields from the beginning of the time, as long as we know, yeah, as much as we know. A lion has no choice but to go out and hunt. Don't have a decision. It don't say. Oh, I wanna snooze my alarm clock yeah. today. Yeah, I need to <laughs> scroll <laughs> on Instagram. and yeah. wanna I scroll on you know? <laughs> It's alright if my child don't eat. Yeah, their their way of life is, it's just it's it's surrounded by nature. You know, they call it um life circle. We mm. go through it as well. We we live and die. Um, we end up back in the mud wherever your beliefs are, and then animals eat us, eat away our our flesh. Same as the animals, you know. If you see, it, it's brutal sometimes when you look at it. You know, that lion chasing down mm. a, a a zebra. And eating it, but that's their circle of life. But they got no choice but to teach their cub how to hunt. Otherwise, they die. So I got that same mentality. We got no matter. For example, when I had the deaths in my family, I ain't got no choice. This is I'm trying to feed my family that's still alive. Mm. So I got no choice but to go to the gym or to go and fight. That's my mentality. That's mad.
0: That's mad. I mean, I, I I love what you're saying there about the lions. Obviously, I think again it, it is something that is so innate. And obviously, when you talk about a lot of people these days, and I think it's something we try get try and get across on this podcast: mental strength does everything for well, you. Yeah, mental strength, and obviously boxing being massively mental, though it's mm-hmm. a, a physical sport. Mm-hmm. The battles you go through in the ring up here and in training and all that and one-on-one in a fight and people can learn a lot from that and that mental strength and like you said a lion ain't got no choice they don't sit and second guess something they have to go and do it and it sounds like something you genuinely do you don't just shout lions in the camp I can see you actually that's how you think I live it believe that and you live it it. so let's get on to young Anthony Yard I mean before you went into the amateurs and started knocking everyone out like where did that come from where did did you fight a lot were you always a good fighter like what what, give us an explanation of how you were You know, so
1: good, so quick. When when I was younger, I would say I was a a misled child that had a bad temper for whatever reason. Whether that was from, I feel like things always come from somewhere. Whether it was some sort of trauma or whatever. Of course. So a bad-tempered child that was obsessed with being able to defend himself. Mm. So again, this is a it's probably an exclusive. So when I was younger, when I was in primary school. There was there was a group of there was three boys yeah, and I grew up with my mum. My mum's a giving person, so mm. when you're that young, you only follow what your parents do. Um, so I remember there was two boys arguing about one pound in, in a in a line in a queue. while I was was going to get um lunch, so I was like I had like three pound in my pocket. My mum used to always make sure I had like coins or whatever if I wanted to get sweets or whatever. So I was like I tapped one of them. I was like excuse me excuse me being polite. I was like. Do you want a pound? You are arguing about a pound. So you have one, you have one. Cool. Innocent little child trying to be a good person. They were like, oh yeah, thank you, thank you. The next day, the boy come up to me and said, where's my pound? <laughs> so he was like, yeah, where's my pound? So I was like, oh no, you ain't asking me. Like, that's not polite or whatever. I'm a, I must be about about eight years old, I'm young. Yeah, yeah. And Primary like, school. Yeah, they're the year above me. And then um, it carried on. Every day the guys are coming and ask me for a pound. So I said, no, this is bullying. Like, this, mm, this, ain't, mm. this ain't me being genuine no more. This well, is bullying. I
0: think they saw a sign of
1: weakness, didn't they? So you that, get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, and then another one got involved. He come and said, oh, like, I need a plan as well. So I said, no. And then at that young age, I started getting scared. And I never liked that feeling of feeling fear from anyone. So then um, time went on. I stopped going to school. My mum would drop me to the school and I would sneak at the back and go to my nan's house. And then, um, anyway, long story short, uh, my mom found out, she told my older sister, my sister was older than me. She came down to school, grabbed that one of the boys and then it got worse. Like they started oh, calling fuck. their cousins down to school. And I'm young, I'm about eight years old. I don't even know about this stuff yet. Mm. And then long story short, they left the school, secondary school came now, but that feeling of feeling fear, not being able to do nothing and being even scared to tell anybody because it went wrong when I told my mom or she found out and then my sister came down, made things worse. So then I went to secondary school now Similar thing happened to one of my closest friends and then they beat him up, like badly. So I said, no, no, no. When on YouTube, this one YouTube was fresh on the YouTube. I started tapping and had to knock someone out. When <laughs> I come across Mike Tyson, I said, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> a, a short guy knocking out a big guy. So I, I got obsessed with watching Mike Tyson. This is at the age of like, second secondary school and I said like 14 years old, I'm obsessed with this thing of um being able to knock someone out, hit mm-hmm. someone. And, I said, cool, I saw the training he was doing. So I started doing the same kind of training, sit-ups, squats, all that kind of stuff. And then anyway, long social, short, I was like, mom, like, I really want to go to a boxing gym to practice it and try it. Knowing that I'll probably be scared to fight because mm-hmm. I used to watch Mike Tyson's fights. And this was like 10 years after it actually happened and I was getting nervous. Watching the fights now. He's won. I'm watching it as if it's fresh if it's just happening, but I'm mm-hmm. nervous. I was like, I don't know how he's doing this. I could never do this. Then I saw all the documentary, so had, he had no confidence. So I related to it, and then going through secondary school, I grew up in East London, um, Stratford and First Gate. There was a lot going on. People getting robbed of knives all the time. A lot of gang violence, etc. And then my cousins were doing like madness as well, in and out of prison. So I just had I I grew this mentality that no one's doing that to me, mm. and it's like a it's like a hard headed thing that you build. Nobody's ever doing that to me. Are you mad or something? Like, there's nobody that's gonna go in my pocket and take something from me. I'd rather get shot. Like there's been times where I've been held at gunpoint, mm. and I'm staying there saying no, nah, shoot me. It's not. It's not happening. I'm not living the rest of my life knowing that someone done that to me. It's not happening. Um, time went on. Time went on. Time went on. Then when actually got into boxing, so I went to my mum. Eventually took me to some place. I'm um, in Leighton and um. They started telling me about all the discipline. Then I'm relaying that back to the custom customer with Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Discipline, um, controlling your temper, etc. And then time went on. Went through the stages of playing football, soccer for the American people. Um, I was good at other sports, boxing. I was good at athletics. You know, I ran for an academy with Tessa Sanderson. And then it got to that point where I was going around in circles, but I wasn't really making it anything. But I always said. I was gonna be a millionaire, I was gonna do all these great things. And then when I got to like nineteen, I said, no, I'm gonna to go to a boxing gym and give it a hundred percent. Yeah. Because that's after I'm gonna be relying on myself and how much work I put in. And then I never look back. Now I'm you know, Anthony Yard be from the East. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I guess what's happened then? That, that, that experience in school. Obviously that's the first time you've ever felt like a victim. Yes. Something like that, which is yes helplessness of some sort fear Mm -hmm. all of that stuff um and you took it upon yourself to make sure that you were never fearful of anything and and that's do you think that's what made you like when you first started boxing going in the gym with that mentality because you were there for a reason you were there for self-defense you were there to train yourself and not be scared and not be not be bullied or not ever everyone step on you like that do you think that helped you? Do you think that's like that? Do you think that made you a good fighter straight away? Like how 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 were you when you first laced up the gloves? When did the compliments start flying in?
1: So, what's a funny story is that when I was watching all these Matt Tyson clips, and I'm a person that I see something, I can mimic it. Yeah, yeah. Like if Naturally you, gifted, physically, in that, yeah, yeah. In that Aspect. So, um, I was already in my house doing the press ups, the pull ups, the dips. I had them. I don't know if anyone ever had them. You know, there was blue, five kg plastic the rubber one yeah, the rubber for, like, yeah, plasticky. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be there, they were heavy for me at the time when I was doing them I wanted to be big um, but then when I first went to a boxing gym Fembus like reported back to my mum and said this guy's never boxed before and maybe I'm thinking to myself it's because I've been watching so it's like a little cheat code
0: <laughs> there's probably an element of it though isn't it? if you pick things 100%. up you, you've obviously yeah you've taken so I'm it on just board. like
1: literally trying to copy Mike and the head movement etc but he's saying to my mum he's like no 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 you can do you can watch all that stuff, but this guy is he can hit. Like he's only fourteen and he's and I'm, he's hurting my arms. Um my mum was like, Oh yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, don't try and get him in he's not boxing. <laughs> he'll, never, he'll never be a boxer. I won't allow it. And then the next couple of times I went there, um he he, he disobeyed my mum, my mum's um orders and he put me to spa. My mum said, I don't want to be in the ring fighting nobody, getting brain damage and all that kind of thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then he put me into the ring. So I was fourteen at the time. And he made me spar a seventeen-year-old who had like had like ten fights, or whatever. I almost knocked out the boy. So all I remember first spar ever, first spar ever. I've never. Like, I was scared. I was like, everyone's, why is everyone watching? Like, I kept saying, i like, why are they looking at me? Like, I was nervous. I was thinking yeah, to myself, yeah, yeah. this guy's probably gonna beat me up. But he was, he was slim and just tall. But then this guy, as soon as I got in there, I'm moving, moving. The guy's going, boom, like a jab. And I was like, no, 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 it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like it shouldn't hurt that much. And then obviously. From it, from it happening, I got angry. I just started getting angry. I was like, this guy keeps like, keep hitting me. He's not even taking it easy on me. Like, he's hitting me hard. So I was, and then the coach was like, stop, stop, and I'm going in. <coughs> <laughs> <coughs> Beating up this <despair. coughs> boy. And then the coach got in the ring and said, relax, what's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but this guy, was like, he's taking a piss. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, he went back to my mum and said, this guy has to be a boxer. Yeah, like He's yeah. got this thing in him. Like He, he was scared to go in there, because he kept saying to me, like, do I have to or whatever? But once he started letting his hands off and the guy got him angry, this guy has to be a boxer. My mum never let me go back. Can I ask then at that point,
0: because I love that story. Is there between this thing happening to you in school and you telling yourself, no one's ever going to pick on you like that. Had you had a fight in between then and this spa
1: so imagine so again, this is this is part of the story. I don't really like to. The, the two boys I know now, mm. it's crazy because when we got older, I remember them seeing me, and like, oh, that squash, that save yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I saw them, so I'm in now. I'm in like, this is the, even the reason why I said to my mom, I want to go back to boxing because mm. before she actually um, allowed, allowed me to actually go there and do the training or whatever, I saw them. Those two boys, so this is now what I'm watching, Mike Tyson. I'm trying to practice or whatever. And um, so I've gone to, I'll I'm, I'm, I'm make something sorry a little bit. So he, I, I, I went to the boxing gym, mm. had that spa. From that spa, I gained a lot of confidence. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can fight now. I can fight, but it's different on the road. And then I've seen the two boys. I said, now I'm like in year nine. And then I've seen these two boys get on the same bus as me. And I put my head down. I was like, shit, what am I going to do? So I've tried to slide off like, at the next stop. And they've obviously seen me, so they've got off the bus as well. And I'm just power walking. Got my rucksack on. I'm power walking. And then they started calling me saying, "Yo, yo, hey!" I'm ignoring them. Keep walking. So they've jogged up to me. They're like, "Hey, what's your name? What's your name again?" And I said my middle name. I was like, oh, Dwayne." And they started laughing. They was like, "No, nah, no, nah, you're, you're Anthony. You went to my primary school." I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, that's not me. It's not me. It's not me." I'm not even looking at my mum. It's not me. And they like grab me, put me against the wall. I saying, "Yeah, where's that pound?" And they're laughing with each other. Shut the fuck oh, yeah, yeah, up. So they're like, "Where's your pound?" <laughs> like? Laughing with each other. Everything's fine. And then one of the boys headbutted me. I remember it was this eye even. And then my eyes swelled up straight away. Couldn't even see, like, you know, when it's like you can see something? Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Like just, a little mouse. Yeah. Headbutted me. So I'm like this. And they're just talking, talking, laughing. When I put my head up, I hit this boy. And he didn't get up for the rest of the fight. Like he was out. And I'm fighting with this other boy. And then it's like he wants to run, but he's friend's there. So he's going back and forth. And now all I remember is one guy, big African guy, put me in the full Nelson like it was my fault. And he wouldn't let me go, so I've, I'm a bit claustrophobic. I don't like being. Mm. So then when he's let me go, I've hit him as well. and is This he, was
0: about someone trying to spit it out. Yeah, so he's
1: trying to spit up, but yeah, he, yeah. How I'm seeing it is, I've just I've lost my temper now, and he's got me in a full nose and I'm like, get the fuck off me, get off me. And then when he's let me go, I've hit him, and he's got his He's like, he like, <laughs> <then he's> like, <laughs> said, so "I ran off. I ran home. But when I got when I got home and I, I explained to my mum, I was so excited. I was excited. I was like, mum, remember them two boys? And I was." I'm with my face is all red. I've got a mouth. I was like, what happened to your eye? I was like, no, it's cool. Why are you happy? I, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm buzzing the fact that yeah. two, I've basically just beat up two boys by myself. Two boys that used to bully me. So I'm like, that's confidence.
0: Hello, everyone. So for those of you that may have noticed how good myself and Johnny have been looking throughout this podcast, that's because we are donning Real. Now they produce high performance sportswear inspired by boxers. Boxing is as much mental as it is physical. And Real believe that it's the combination of physical and mental strength. That is where your performance potential lies. Unify body and mind to realize the power of one. Real fights for enhanced mental well being. So whether you're a seasoned boxer or new to the sport, Real will empower you to test your limits. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Real Power of One. And you can find their store and their newsletter over on realpowerofone.com. And take it from me, this genuinely is some of the most comfortable and high quality sportswear that I have ever worn. So it's realpowerofone.com for sportswear inspired by boxers. And thank you so much to Real for sponsoring this podcast. And that's come full circle as well. That's mad full that circle. that happens in primary school. They, they brought that slight like sound out of a film. They bring it back up and it's... Well, in between that, you've, mm-hmm. you, you've t- you said it ain't going to happen and you go into a boxing gym, you, you learn to fight, you get the confidence. They bring up the quid and then you had the fight and then you defend yourself. It's like that whole thing, some storyline out of a TV show or something.
1: It's, it's, it's mad. And imagine from that, even from that story, so my mum's analysing all this and where I grew up in Stratford, people were getting stabbed like every other day. Mm. Like on my estate. So then um there was a boy that my mum was very close to. He used to always come to my house and talks to my mum about his problems and his his dad and his mum and that. And he got stabbed, like not far from my house, like right next to the bridge. And then I was like, Mum, um like Lance got stabbed. She went, What what Lance? And I was like, the one Lance. She was like, No, Mum was like crying, she was like, Is he alive? I was like, Yeah, he's alive but like they stabbed him a few times or whatever. She was like and I was like, see, this is why I want to go boxing. So mm. I kept getting into my mum's head. And this is before I actually like she allowed me to go. That's even how I got it to get me to boxing oh. in the first place. So we've, uh,
0: with boxing and and people like yourself, obviously you never seem to be the bully. No. Um, no, no. You've never no, been the bully. But I think lads that are bullied and girls that are bullied um, or have have bullied, do you think that there's something about the sport, like something you witnessed when all that fear and that nervousness and and that when you get in your spar for the first time, do you think that could help a lot of people on both sides of that argument, the bullies and the people that are being bullied to realise what it is to actually fight and what it is to pick on people and what, it, especially people like two people trying to beat you up, two yeah. kids on one. It makes bullies second guess what they're actually doing 100%. when they get... It humbles people, doesn't it? Boxing and the sport. Do you think it's something that should be out there for kids, more accessible, more encouraged to, I, to for people to, to sort of tackle that?
1: I, I think... You see how they do football and all the kind of things in school. I think there should be controlled, Mm. professional curriculums in school with boxing. I know some people will be like, "Yeah, it will encourage fighting," and it will. It will make people leave that and go and fight in the playground. I'm, I'm I'm a realist. I take, I, I think that is all because it will. When I first started learning to box, I was every friend that I saw. I said, "Wait, wait, stand there, stand there." (laughs) I was going in front of them, like shadow boxing around (laughs) them, or even saying to them, "Ah." for one of my birthdays, I asked my mom to buy me like boxing gloves, they were black and yellow, two pairs. Anyone that was around me, they had to put in the gloves and was fighting body, punching each other in their body, etc. I was getting like a love for it. But in schools, I'll say that schools should team up with boxing gyms. Mm. And even if it's good or bad students, instead of getting the tensions and making a child think there's something wrong with them, when really and truly kids are gonna be kids. Um, Some child's are naughty by nature. Mm. Some people are good by nature. Um, the kids allow like you can allow a kid to be a kid. Um, instead of getting detention, go to a boxing lesson. Mm. They might love it, and then within the boxing lesson, you have got professionals who know what they're doing, who are experiencing what they're doing, and nine times out of ten, them kids become very very humble because they're like, okay, I can't beat up these guys. That's the thing, isn't it? I think it's not only like, yeah, of
0: course, teaching kids to fight. There's going to be a lot of the kids when they just when you dip in, then you do one or two sessions. You're going to some of them want to go out and throw their weight around. But I think what doesn't get enough credit is the amount of discipline and structure and 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 good guidance from these brilliant trainers and these people that that, that devote their time to yes. to teaching. In a boxing gym, yeah, you're taught to fight, but you're also taught what you're doing, when to do it, and when yep. when to respect, and when and a lot of like like you said, sparring humbles you when you take a beating and this and you stop thinking you're Mr. Charlie Big Balls and I think it, in in a long form, if someone sticks to it, youngsters stick to it six months, or if it was in school for like a year maybe something like that. I do believe ninety nine percent of those kids, whether they were on the bad side or on the good side in terms of their temperament or whatever, will come out of that and get in a lot less trouble because it teaches 100%. you so much, doesn't it?
1: One hundred percent. I say there's no teacher like pain yeah (laughs) however you want to put it it can be emotional pain or whatever but there's a teacher in pain Mm -hmm. and that's in the training so when you're training somewhere and someone's saying to you come on and you're realizing okay cool this that this is hard Mm -hmm. some people fall in love with it some people don't fall in love with it but what boxing always teaches you no matter how whether you take it seriously or you don't it teaches you discipline Mm -hmm. so some people start boxing i work with um one of my close friends, Steven Addison, he's got a gym called Box Up Gyms, yeah. And the way it started was getting kids off the street. So he's giving free boxing lessons to anyone under the age of 19. Still happens now. Boxing class, etc. And that was always been his passion because a lot of knife crime, he you know, he's mentoring a lot of kids, they died or whatever, they're in prison. Um, but the success rate is amazing. And some of these kids who were on the corner, you know, selling drugs in different gang wars or whatever. Some of them are working in the gym. Mm. One of them's a horse rider, you know, a a little black boy from from Ilford. He's now wanting to be in the Olympics doing the horse riding, which is unheard of. Mm. That was like, you know, back in the day, the Williams sisters, Serena Williams, uh, saying they're going to play tennis. So history is is to be made. It gives these kids, uh, oh, it's possible. Mm. You know, this guy goes to a, a stable and he's got loads of horses and things like that. These are the kind of things that can happen. You know, there's loads of people that have got jobs, they work in the gym now. Mm. And these are kids that were kicked out of school, mm. told you're gonna be nothing, end up in gangs, stabbing people for no reason, robbing people for no reason. But then now they're doing something positive and they're spreading on that message to their friends. Cause usually it's the dominant ones in their friendship groups that control everything. I'll mm. oh, come here, we're doing this. If that leader becomes a, a leader of positive positivity, nine times out of ten the rest will follow.
0: That's a, that's a very good point. I think that's another thing that's, that, that's sad a lot of the time. A lot of the kids in gangs or a lot of people getting involved in that stuff are always misled. and Misled. And, and well, you said to yourself you were misled, weren't you?
1: I was misled. Yeah. One of the quotes is rebuilding misguided dreams.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. That's, that's is definitely a sport that can do that. 100%. Yeah. All right, and let's talk about your professional career because like you said, it 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 was a rapid rise, especially for somebody With 12 amateur fights yeah um so you were 19 when you first started how old are you now 31 31 so 19 started in the amateurs 12 years later you've risen to the top world level fought two of the hardest champions in the light heavyweight division um start of your career like what what were your aspirations becoming a pro i know we know your mentality we know you're strong-minded. We know you'll fight anyone. You've proven that, obviously. Yeah. Where did you think you would get going pro?
1: You know what? Even when I I don't know what it was, whether it's an epiphany or whether it's the what was told to me, the the affirmations that were told to me, mm. I genuinely started to believe them. You you've got unheard of talent. Mm. Like I've never seen a fourteen, I've never felt a fourteen-year-old hit me like that at like, your size, but you're fast with it. Like all these kind of things. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. And my friends used to say the same thing to me. Like you're a fast runner, like you're you're one of them guys that you're, just, you're talented at like different things. So I built this mentality of believing it. Mm. And again, I was lucky enough. I call it luck to have that things like YouTube where I can listen to people I looked up to, the Will Smiths, mm. um, Dwayne Johnson, you know, Al Pacino, Arnold those Like all these people, and they were all saying the same thing in their motivational speeches. Identical. Now I'm saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like it works. It works there's a method to it, but people—the thing that's the thing that like, the hardest thing is doing it because it's not easy, mm. and people always like the easy route. Especially these days, yeah. These days, people like the, the microwave quick meal said so of yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, I would say the 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 reason that the fact that it's possible is what motivated me, mm. and then um, I just came just like this confidence saying i'm gonna do it and i remember going home one day age of 19 i was heavily involved in football had Charles qpr mm. got injured i remember i had a um i had a hip injury i think i tore like one of the muscles in my hip and then i just come back from recovery i hadn't been in a boxing gym in years since i was 14. And i went in the kitchen i said to my mum, Mum, you know what's mad like i'm gonna start boxing again i'm gonna be world jumping my mom was like oh Rolling in the ashes, she cooking. She's like, Oh, here we go. I was like, No, mum, serious. Like, this was gonna happen. <laughs> I remember going, "Are you going, and you're doing it. I said, Yeah, you can't talk. I'm a grown man now. I'm 19 Like do You know what I'm saying? Less than a year, I'm gonna be 20, no, no longer a teenager. And we was laughing about it. Then I started going boxing. My mum realized I was never in the house. I was always in the boxing gym. And then I was like, Don't worry. I'm gonna be a millionaire. That was my thing. From when I was in school, I said to my mum, I went to my mum, I said, "Mom." I'm not going to go college. And she was like, "Why not?" Like that's part of it. I said, "No, no. Everyone in my school's is going college." But I said, no, "No, no. It don't it don't make sense to me." This this was this was a boy that was like what 15? Yeah, yeah.
0: She's, She's like, like, "What do you know?" She's like, "What are you <laughs> talking about?" I was yeah.
1: explaining to her, "I'm not going to go to college because again, YouTube. Mm. I'm listening to all these people's success stories, and I haven't heard college once." <laughs> That's All the biggest ones,
0: bit. though, that's common, though, isn't it? Do you get what I'm saying? This yeah, is just
1: yeah. my. I'm not saying never don't go college. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not what we're saying, kids. I'm
1: not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying don't go uni. But for me and what I wanted, I made it. I was just a person that made a decision. I said, like, our lives are based on choices. Mm. You know, I've got tattoos of it. In life, we go through different struggles. How we deal with them makes us who we are. You know, how we respond to our traumas makes us who we are, et cetera. And I said, actually, okay, why not? And I think this is why I always like, I give so much praise to my mum. I've met my mum in this thing about. 20, 25 times because she allowed me, whether it, was, whether it was a mistake or whether it was going to be good for me, she allowed me to go through it. Because mm-hmm. you're going to learn for yourself. My mum's favorite sure. saying was, You're going to learn. <laughs> yeah. One way or another, you're going to learn. Whether it's good or bad, you're going to learn. And um, yeah, I didn't go to college. I started working. Not saying, not when I said that to her, I didn't say I was going to, all I said was going to be a millionaire. I didn't say I was going to be boxing like, at this time. No, how? Yeah. I was like 15. I said, I want to work because. Okay, so, and I said to my mum, I, like, I said, so when I go to college, what are they going to say to me? Have you got experience? Because I'm on YouTube listening to people do interviews. I'm, I'm, I'm on them, I'm, because my computer's underneath my stairs. I'm underneath my stairs researching. I'm like, okay, how do, how to become a millionaire? That's when I come across these motivational speeches. And then I found someone like Fred Meyer who was talking all this shit. <laughs> Mike Tyson, I'm in Ali, talking all this shit. And then I said, yeah, you got to give it, Like, give it your all, you can't be in different pots. Yeah, and there was a saying, Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I was like, That's wrong, you put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) do you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, 100%. I think, again, touching on the college thing, I think what you've realized, obviously, college weren't for you back then, obviously, you know, a lot of people can make that decision or not, but the mentality is what's important. Yes. doesn't matter where you focus that mentality. You focus that mentality through college, you'll fucking, you, you'll fly. You'll fly, yeah. But you focus that mentality, you can do anything you want, college or not. You, do you know what I mean? It seems like you learnt that from your role models, from your experiences, and it's built sort of who you are now. I can understand now why you fight the way you do, and why you've been moved so quick, because... Yeah you obviously you got an iron mindset. Yeah. And and I can also understand why you're taking fights like Berbia when <laughs> no one else fucking wants to. Um and Kovalev so early on. Yeah. Um I have to tell this story and I, I told you this story. I had um I'd I'd won a little bit of money on um on some roulette and I was with my good friend Lewis who was my boxing trainer at the time and i ended up putting some of the winnings because i couldn't wait to go and watch that kovalev fight put 500 quid on round eight and i think 500 quid around nine never bet that much <laughs> money before i was a little bit drunk and i thought oh, it and you were knocking kovalev around the ring in round yeah, eight yeah, yeah. and i thought it was happening that was for you to knock him out and i e- to, everyone oh, did oh my god mate, i, I was jumping around <laughs> that thing i was like it was unbelievable but yeah it, anyway that was a segue i had to tell you actually it, it cracks me up um but, yeah, you taking those fights now makes a hell of a lot of sense and yeah. and again, fighting people up at Turbo coverlev and 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 putting them through their paces after such little experience yeah. and 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 you're thirty one like your career's still young yeah. um on that note, mate what what's next for you what, what what's the plan what's the next
1: um I'm still the same aware yeah. still the same um I feel like I'm better every time i've like come off of a come off a situation mentally, it just makes me like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Mm. Because, and this is what I watch, when I'm around these kids and I'm telling them, I'm like, cool, what are you scared of? Because stop acting like a bad boy. You're scared of something. Mm. You're doing that because it's easy. What do you want to do with your life? Then they start opening up. Then they say, oh, you know what? I want to be a music producer. So why are you not doing that? They're scared. They don't see no way out. They haven't taken time to research it and trying to understand it and to do it because they're scared of failure. And this is nine times out of 10 how people think. They're worried about the opinions of others mm. they're worrying about failing but really and truly everyone fails 100 you, so you get anywhere it's a fact of life mm. everybody fails in my position i'm happening to just be doing an apprenticeship in front of the world mm. everyone's seeing my my apprenticeship i'm not going to be a world champion absolutely this is just my my mindset but along the way i might have some learning to do I would do it in front of the world. I don't care because I don't care what anyone negative thinks or what what anyone negative says. All the positivity, yeah, oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it, whatever. But it don't define me. Even if you're saying something good about me, it still don't define me. What matters to me is how I feel about myself. So if I didn't take the opportunity against Kovalev, I would have been looking at myself saying, like, why didn't I take that fact? It? Is, it is it fair? Yeah, you're about strategizing your career, etc., making smart decisions. But for me, it was a smart decision. I got offered the same amount of money to step aside he was meant to fight I remember Canelo. this I remember this I got offered the same money to
0: to not fight
1: uh, and uh, can you move out the way, please just so we can make this fight happen nah
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you were mandatory wouldn't you this
1: is the position I worked for I'm mandatory so I've worked my way up the rankings I'm mandatory so Kovalev has to fight me he can't fight without me fighting him first okay but we want this fight with Kanelo can you here's you
0: got, the full purse
1: yeah full purse to can not you, get punched not fight just, just stay over there you said no he can fight um canelo if he beats me but i'm not stepping aside for nobody like if i'm gonna get this as i said before the lottery thing i'd rather work for this lottery i mean i'd rather work for this money than win the lottery and just get given it mm. that's my mentality and um obviously i know the risk i'm going to russia
0: that was his backyard yeah
1: I'm, ga- and I'm not going long. i'm not going to moscow i'm not going to any of these popular place i'm going to chelyabinsk which no one's ever heard of in in their life. He don't even go there anymore because he said in the press conference it's too dangerous. <laughs> we had to we had to walk around with armed security, oh. and we're black <laughs> in Russia. Um, so I remember saying to one of my security, "Is it that dangerous here?" Because I'm a person. I'm not. I don't. Nothing really don't phases Think about out. that sort of. It's not, I'm not really scared of nothing. And then he he says, "When I says is it really, is it really that dangerous?" here? He goes, "For you, yes." Do you get what I'm saying? So I was like, right. Looking around, (laughs) let me be careful. We should never ask, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, but yeah, going out to Russia, having that fight, almost knocking him out, being a really and truly like I was the heavy underdog. Same thing with the Batavia fight, same opportunity kind of came up. Yep, give me that, thanks. (laughs) I'm mandatory, I've worked my way to that position again twice. It's, it's, I don't think it's ever been done in boxing history. A child that's a, a kid, a young man that's had hardly any amateur experience fight for two world titles in his boxing career. I don't think it's ever been done.
0: Right guys, another massive shout out to one of our sponsors. Now I know if you're a boxing fan, you have definitely seen Wow Hydrate knocking around. These guys do an incredible range of health drinks uh, to prop up your sporting ventures. You have the electrolyte mix in multiple different flavors to help with rehydration, and also your protein mix, which contains collagen, which will help for recovery. Now listen, if the likes of Tyson Fury, is drinking these things, then it must be a pretty good drink. But don't take it from Tyson, take it from me. Go down into the description, click wellhydrate.com and check them out and buy some for yourself. Keep going with that training with WowHydrate. Well Hydrate. And thanks so much to Well Hydrate for sponsoring this podcast. And the fact is, after them, the, the people you fought and the performances you put in, it ain't going to be long till you're back in there again looking for a world title. On that note, as a fan, Dmitry Bivel, obviously Patorbiaf, if he's still around, because that was yes. a closer fight than, yes, yes, than yes, anyone yes. fought. Yes. Um, you know, Callum Smith's moving up. Josh Buwatsi, obviously uh, domestically. Who out there gives you, in your opinion, the second toughest fight? Because obviously, or maybe your toughest, maybe even tougher than but Who out there is the 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 boogeyman? Myself. Yourself. Uh, besides yourself, <laughs> I Absolutely. can't let you sidestep. Just,
1: it's me. <laughs> you don't care, no, do you? I've, I've not... said this from earlier. It's, um, it's not being cocky or arrogant. I just, yeah, I've always don't. said this. When I said this, people said I'm crazy. When I said oh, I'll, be, I'll I think I'll beat Kovalev. I think that or went When this guy was 18 and all, all, 18 knockouts. knockouts, like full eight world champions mm. within that, within that 18 fact, that like, it's it's unheard of. But again, people don't know the backstory. He had over 300 amateur fights and only lost five of them. It's not actually (laughs) uncommon in the uh,
0: Eastern sort of Eastern block, is
1: it? He fought He fought Alexander Yusek and dropped Yusek. He fought Alexander Yusek twice. Did he? He dropped a heavyweight. He dropped Yusek in the amateurs. People don't know all this though. He was a feared amateur as well. So again, me going into that fight, if you look at the odds, people are like, that's disrespectful. How How can the odds be that bad? They, and I, I agree with the odds. Mm. I'm one of the people I just, I just say it how it is. I'm like, I've had no experience. Yeah, I should have beat this guy <laughs> I really. I should not beat this guy, yeah. like realistically on paper, but I'm gonna, mm. that's my mentality. And um, I gave him one for his money, gave it a good fight. It was a, a fantastic fight. I was ahead on two of the scorecards mm. at the time before he, he caught me with a good shot. Um, I wobbled him a couple of times. It was a good look tell. If you ain't watched, I'll say, even though I didn't win the fight, do not go my way, go Go and watch that fight. That fight was, (laughs) it was one of the things, if you like watching boxing or watching fights or whatever, go and give that one a watch. But it's just my mentality, man. Mm. I'm going to get there eventually. But going back to your question, who's the hardest one? For you. For For me, I'll just be honest with you. You have to, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a liar. I don't lie to nobody. Bivol, mm. right now, if you do, if you take um out of it, yeah, I almost beat him but I didn't beat him. Again, it's always, well I shoulda woulda coulda. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm one of them people, I'm just I'm just real with it. Um Bivol, again, record wise, yeah, he went in with Canelo. Canelo's a lot smaller than him. But Canelo's got that mad record. And
0: Canelo I mean
1: Yeah. Canelo is one of the pound for pound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The next fight with Triple G, he's Canelo. (laughs) When he fought Triple G for the third time, it wasn't even close no more. So it shows he's he's only elevated in terms of his skill. Um so right now probably have to be bival.
0: Bivol's got a different style as well, and he's much more of a boxer. Although he's powerful, yes, yeah, got that. Yeah, like he's got, like, <laughs> like he's that. powerful. He's in and out. He's got quick feet. He's, he's, you know, he argue, not as powerful as Baturbe, but he's got popping his shots. He's clearly 100%. a powerful champ. So he will be a different fight when Baturbe is in front of you.
1: Baturbe is there for me to fight. Yeah, Bivol's gonna you know be saying? a bit more
0: of a boxing match, is He moves
1: about a lot, but um, the reason I'll say even Bivol, even not even stylistically, it's just what he's done. Mm. I'm a person that always give credit to achievements. You can't. Knock someone that's achieved so much, you know. People sometimes people talk about Adrian Broner now, mm. like he's not a free division world champion. You know, they only see like the end result, and that's why I say, you said it earlier. Boxing fans are very fickle. Oh man! The on top one minute when when he was popping, everyone was like, "Yeah, AB about billions, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the can man, uh, anybody can get it," and he takes a couple of losses because people don't know what he's got in personal life.
0: Exactly, it makes a massive difference.
1: And then now all of a sudden people, oh, he's washed up, man, he's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. People forget he was. A, don't disrespect Adrian Broner. He done his thing in boxing.
0: So again, without just going into fan chat here, I have to ask you again. You said about rise and falls. Obviously, the heavyweight division massive at the minute. Anthony Joshua, we discussed um, what's happened to him and the way the boxing fans are treated. How do you look at the heavyweight scene at the minute? Who's your who's your top dog up there?
1: Alright, it's it's Fury. Like it's not even just my, like, it's not my opinion, but you have to go based on recent performances. You know belts <laughs> um, well Yusek's got all the belts
0: now you spoke about Yusek Yusek Fury like what do you reckon of that fight do you give because a lot of people are not giving Yusek the chance because he's so small
1: and that's what it is I'll be, I'll, it be on, be? I'll be honest with you skill wise Yusek's amazing mm. but he was small compared to Joshua mm. Joshua was small compared to Fury <laughs> yeah. so do the math Fury is like, have you ever seen Fury face face are you still nah. in front of him No. Nah. he's, <laughs> he's a
0: monster he? yeah. his
1: head will be in the, like, top of like that yeah, like, yeah. he's a massive guy and no matter how you want to cut it and shape it, when someone's standing in front of you in a boxing stance, they're not standing with their hands up like this and in the distance. He's standing side on his arms down. He's got a fluid effect. He's moving, he's jip, being quick, jittery. He's quick, boom, as well, isn't it? Yeah. And, he's, and he's moving. Slaps
0: but they hurt.
1: <laughs> Heavy guy, <laughs> yeah. rap, holding on to guys, roughing it, yeah, up, yeah, knowing yeah. what to do. Again, he's called for the Gypsy King. Gypsy King means I've come from a fighting family of bare knuckled fighting. We do this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what it means. He's telling you in his name what it means. I'm the Gypsy King. My dad was a like well-known bare knuckle fighter. That old man's a character as well. <laughs> character because they come from fighting family. Yeah, yeah. And um, just being honest with everyone, man. Right now, unless it's one of the ones where it's like boom. Heavy-handed guy. Someone catches him. Someone yeah. catches him, but Wilder did, and Wilder's, the, in my opinion, the hardest hit him in heavyweight ever.
0: I think he's proven he's got to be even he's in proven. history, isn't it?
1: Stylistically, he yeah. might not be the best, but he's got there's something in his fists. He knocked out a guy with but he was going back, and his arms were being crossed, and he done this, and the guy was asleep with his eyes. Like he's got going.
0: a touch of death, innit it? It's madness. No, I always think about this: where, where, where power comes from. But with someone like him, he's even. It can't just be weight because he ain't that heavy for a nope. heavyweight. But I remember Tony Bellew saying he shook Wilder's hand and it was like this huge, like, spider going around his hand. So he must have huge fists on the end of that wiry frame. Maybe it's like a bloody, you know, one of them old school things, like the ball <laughs> the, <slingshot laughs> the, on the on the end of the chain.
1: They just say, like, they say, like, some people, you know, gifted power. Just gifted power like, and never
0: got, never goes away either.
1: Vontae Davis knocking out guys at yeah, yeah. Like, like weight class or whatever. And some people just got yeah. it, you know. Yeah, yeah. They got that thing. like me, I can hit. Like I've always had it from whatever. Some people they're known as punches. Mm. Some people are not. You know, they different attributes. But Wilder's power is mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's unheard. I've never seen it in my life. I've never seen someone on a back foot looking like they're getting hit. Do this. They crossed his arms. Like he done yeah, this, yeah. and the guy was asleep. <laughs> his, with his eyes open. That's, that's 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 unheard of power.
0: Right. Speaking of the bigger boys, then um we know. You, 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 you're going to be world champion light heavyweight I saw a, a picture saw a picture uh, of you I think messing around was it with Dillian White?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 talking yeah, yeah. about <laughs> a
0: little move up to heavyweight would you move <laughs> up in weight class to of a course. cruiserweight like who would who would you look at in the cruiserweights to
1: of course um, I wouldn't I wouldn't pinpoint anybody don't I, want you to start calling out cruiserweights right no now. it's, yeah. not, it's, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not even that I've, if you look at my career I've never done it yeah, even yeah. in a light heavyweight division, I've not called that one person in my life, really. And even though boxing's a entertaining sport, I haven't called that one light heavyweight ever. And I made my way to the top. Yeah. Like, yeah. Doing that. Just fighting who's put in front of me. Performing well. And um on to the next but in terms of I won't call that any individual. I'm more I'm more concerned about the belts. And that's yeah, yeah. shown that's shown in my mentality. Who's got the belts? I right, cool. I don't care who he is, I'll fight him. Yeah, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Gotcha. So similar thing but yeah I would definitely move up and wait
0: nice one right Anthony? I guess last thing to ask you mate um, after all your successes after everything you've learned through your life um, obviously you said you've put people around you go off the wrong track and all these yeah. different sorts of things you've learned a lot you've achieved a lot you've got young Anthony Yard sitting in front of you like now right now maybe that kid in the dinner queue that just got picked on like, what would your advice be to him at this stage of your life right now and to others like him
1: my advice would be Don't change a thing. That's with me being honest, um, because the way my life's gone, it's like being in the position I'm in now. People, they, they will not understand. At one point, I was in a, I, w- I say it's a dark place, but there was like no light. I didn't even understand. I don't think it was possible. We used to see people on TV and think they were aliens. Mm. Like how I grew up on so I grew disconnected. From. It was it was impossible. That's not even a possibility. And then again, um actually the advice I would give is find God. Mm. Find God, however however you do it. I'm not religious mm. in the slightest I have no religion. So whatever your God is. But I know there's a creator. Some something and someone created all this beauty around us, the sky, the sea, um the, we built obviously buildings, but something created everything. And that greater power, again I believe that there's balance in this universe there's good and there's bad. Balance. Choose a side. Mm. I'm naturally a good person. I'm giving and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a godly person. Some people are on the other side, that's not my business. <laughs> 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 that, <next laughs> gets them, that's them, not my business. Um, but when you find God, I feel that things just start happening in your life. So that's the only thing I will say to a child is, find God and you get all the answers, that's mm. it. Gotcha.
0: Well mate, thank you so much for coming on, honestly. It a Brilliant to chat to you, Me and too, like man. I said, it, 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 I definitely feel like I understand you. I feel like I understand lines in the camp Come now, on. and <laughs> I ain't even gonna try. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much, mate. Really appreciate it.
1: Come on. Thank you.
0: Bro. Right, guys, thanks so much for, for for tuning in to another episode of Fighting the Inside. This is actually our final episode of season one. It's been a fantastic season. Thanks to all of our guests before this massive thanks to Anthony for closing this out um we will be back bigger and better um than ever for season two um huge thanks to our sponsors obviously massively important for us real power of one mangata and well hydrate again this is uh all in in aid of anti-knife crime charity not clubs up knives down and without those guys we couldn't have done any of this and made any of this possible um so yeah moving on We welcome you back for season two when that happens. But just a huge thank you to all of you guys. And um, that was fighting on the Inside. This was Anthony Yard. And we'll see you next season. This is Rocket Audio.